back to Cinema Cult. This week we are doing our follow up to years last year's uh, episode of years Home Alone. Worth of years worth yeah. <laughs> uh, We're doing Home Alone two from nineteen ninety two, which I thought this was like ninety four, ninety five. Really, no. it's ninety two. I thought no, it was ninety four, ninety five. It was almost back to back with the first movie because ninety is or the first one's ninety. That's wild to me. Yeah, the first one is ninety. Eighteen years. No, what? it's just brand. It's brand. <laughs> it was eighteen years ago. <laughs> it's right on what? the edge of. It was twenty. Oh, years sorry. Ago. Wow. Sorry. It's twenty eight years ago. Dude. Wow. You ever forget the two thousand like tens like that era? Like, oh, like you dec- ever just forget ten years of your life? <laughs> <laughs> there's a decade in there that I always feel I like. Think, I think there's a name for that condition. Dude, it's called no, no shit. There's all. There's like every time I like uh, play that math back in my head. There's oh. like a good ten years that I forget in there I do it all to the apply time. the math, and I'm like. Oh, wait, no, that's almost 30 years, not 20 years. Yeah. Well, what do you say when people ask for your birthday? And I'm like, that I'm 18 too? years old. I'm 18 years old. <laughs> What's your birthday? 18 years old. 18 years old, duh. So, October. <laughs> this movie was directed by Chris Columbus again, written by John Hughes again. It made $357 million worldwide. Again. Uh, again. <laughs> made 173 domestic on a budget of $20 million, which that seems kind of low to me. Yeah, it's actually it. Uh, I did read trivia. Just a little trivia on this. Just then. a little, just a little, just sprinkle, a little tiny little, little sprinkle. sprinkle trivia fact. Like, I guess it made just as much as the first one did its first weekend. Okay, but made less, significantly less as, than the original. In okay. the long run, I think because people realized like, they were being tricked into watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> people were tricked into watching well, the same movie. Well, we talk about then? our opinions about this really quick before we get into it. Well, let's just say well, well, there are reviews real quick. Um, so there were reviews for this one. It's got a thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, which is <laughs> yeah. a, it's about right. That's about um, right. The first one had really good reviews. Um, I'm not saying it was like earth shattering or anything like that. It's a classic, man. It's a classic. But yeah, the first one's classic. The first one has a lot of charm Iconic. to it. It's it's a very charming movie, and I feel like this movie does the exact same thing yeah. as the first one, but mm-hmm. it's not charming. No, because I mean, it's just rehashing a lot of stuff from that first movie. Well, dude, it's because Kevin McAllister turns into a piece of shit in this dude, movie, man. He turns into a person seeking out the sticky bandits. Yeah, okay, let's let's replay the plot in the first movie. In yes. the first movie, rewind to the first episode. He wishes his entire <laughs> family away. Insert right? podcast here. <laughs> and then by like when he wakes up the next morning, he thinks that he wishes his family away. So he's like, "All right, cool. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I get to deal with this." Yeah. This time, he goes to the airport, gets on the wrong flight, goes to New York City, and knows that he did this and doesn't seek out any help from the police the entire time. He, he doesn't hang yeah. out at the airport. Like he just and then he goes to a, the most expensive hotel and he's like, "Here you go, here's a thousand dollars." It's charge. because he saw it on a commercial. He's like, "Charge it," and yeah. I was like, "What the hell is he thinking?" Like he's kind of a dick. He's like, place. "I live in that amazingly impossible house in Chicago. I can afford this place." Yeah. Well, actually, the house in Chicago is probably bigger than this hotel. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, no, yeah. I was gonna say. So Home Alone yeah. one has a sixty-three yeah. percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Home Alone two has a thirty percent. And then Home Alone 3, just for fun, <laughs> has a 30% as well. It's almost on e- on par with It Home says Alone it's 2? on par. According oh, wait, to this. What, was, what was the reviews for Home Alone 1? Uh, 63%. It does not need to be that low. No, Home Alone had a 63% of yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. And then How or Halloween 4. Home Alone 4 had no score. Yeah. I don't think anybody saw it. Because yeah. I think the, the bad guys were... Um, Who's the guy from um, the guy oh. from Third Rock from the Sun? Oh man, French, French Stewart. Stewart. French Stewart. Yeah, he was the incoming call from the 
the big, the big giant head. Yeah, the big, yeah. big toe. Big giant, no, big giant head. Big giant head. Yeah. Big Incoming call from? from the big giant head. Yeah. <laughs> Incoming call. Um. So yeah. So that's pretty much. This is someone to Hanto. You took the uh, trivia and backstory on this one. Go ahead and start us off. The backstory. Here's the backstory. They wanted more money. Yeah. The backstory, next. which next. Chris, which Chris Columbus did admit in an interview, is that they basically wanted to remake the first movie. Oh, he did say that? Yeah, it's actually like confirmed by Chris really? Combs himself. Which is a shame they didn't do it. Dude, they should <laughs> call this Home Alone 2 Paycheck. Actually, um, the working title was Alone Again. Oh, God. They were just not even trying. That's stupid. That's pretty bad. And plus, Home Alone, this is the only movie where he's actually not Home Alone. He's staying at a yeah. freaking hotel the entire, entire movie. Home Alone, not at home. Yeah. Wait, was that your trivia just that he stays in a hotel in this movie? No, I'm, ju- no, I'm just saying that. <laughs> I looked at my computer no. and you're like, in this movie, he stays in a hotel and no. not at home. Well, if you were paying attention, I was I saying the fucking God, title. I agree with the, with fi- the fucking title is called Home Alone. He's not even at home. Chris is doing that thing where he's not paying attention with the other two podcasters are saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you guess how much money he made for this movie? Ooh, um, just ballpark. $10 million. Uh, no, because the budget was twenty. That would make. <laughs> yeah, but they take it from the box office. I would right? say about like no, no, no. Oh, it's, is it, it's only on budget. Yeah, it should be a part of the budget. Ah. I would say about three. He made five. four point five million just for this That's one role. Insane role-in. man, good for him. Yeah, That's crazy. Can you imagine his age? Like, what the hell would you do with that money? Uh, buy all the gack in the world. Talk boy. Oh yeah, I'll buy, buy a talk boy for real. Dude, my so first, it's not a prop. My first note in this movie is talk boy. Where can I get one of those? <laughs> You'll, uh, you, could, you could actually hire a boy to repeat everything you say. Like, you better remember all this if I say <laughs> Talk, <it. laughs> boy! Talk, boy! <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, apparently they shot some, um, you know, most of it was in, uh, in New York, but they actually reshot some some of the scenes in Chicago, like the orchestra. Apparently okay. that's not even New York at all. Really? Yeah. Um, in the swimming pool as well. Okay. Like, also Chicago. So, like, a lot of the stuff is not actually New York. which is So, was the first one actually shot in Chicago? Uh, I think so. Did we talk about that in the episode? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year since I've paid attention to that. I want to yeah, say it's John yeah. Hughes, and his movies are usually I say, shot. yeah, it's a Chicago a Chicago uh, staple or whatever. I, I had this written down so many times in my notes, but I have written down so many times, just in like the notes. first one. <laughs> it appears so many times, just like the first one. Oh, yeah. So get ready for me to say that a lot. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. I get, now I know what you're yeah, trying yeah. to say there. So, that, yeah, that was, was weird. That was yeah. weird, yeah. So the movie starts off, and the intro is just like the first one. <laughs> and, and it cuts to everybody, and they're running around the house, just like the first one. And we cut to Kevin McAllister, and he's playing with this thing called a talk boy, which I had. I had. And I did not it's basically have. I had a, you uh, had it because I, had a, he had. I had a yak pack. Oh, yeah. man. It was just, <laughs> which was like a sad man's was talk a, boy. It was, it, was like like a, the, it was like the sad Chris's talk boy. That was boy. like the McDonald's. Heavy Meal Box version. Yeah, it only recorded like 30 seconds of sound. If even, yeah. Yeah, and you can only play it back. Like, if you want a new sound, like, you could. It had to overwrite the, basically the previous yeah. sound. Yeah. I remember and that. And so it's basically just a mini recorder. That's yeah. all it is. And he was watching TV, and while he's watching TV, he records all his answers to his mother, rewinds it, and plays the recorder. Yeah. Which I always wanted to do when I had it, but it's so impossible to just like, to time it yes. perfectly. Which he impossibly yes. does in the entire movie. Yeah, and he's very good with this. Um, we find out that the whole gang is going to Florida. And the dad walks in, and he unplugs the alarm clock. Um, I feel like he should know by now. Like I, I feel like in general, he'd be like, Dude, oh, I'm going to unplug this alarm clock. 
there's a lot of this with the parents where like my notes are all like, man, fuck these two at this point. <laughs> like, like the, the first time it's like, okay, I get it. But at this point it's like tie your son to your wrist. Yeah, like, exactly. Get one of those like leashes on the backpack, you know? Like I would almost get the sequel is if the sequel started off and they're like, all right, we're not going to forget Kevin. So they make it a point not to forget Kevin, but they forget Fuller. And it's oh. Fuller lost in New York. Dude, I would, actually, I, I would understand Dude, I would that. watch that movie. I know. Then I would understand it. But it's like the fact that you're literally forgetting the, the kid that you lost last Christmas. Yeah. yeah. It'd be the number one thing on my mind. All Fuller's uh, traps for the house would just be involving his own pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something we didn't talk about last year. Do you know you? who that is, by the way? It's I was just going to say. I did not know that it was Kieran. Yeah, yeah. It popped up during previous, the credits on this one. Previous episode. We no, we never brought it up. I don't think what? so. And she's all that? Wait, what? 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 Oh, I was saying previous episode, She's All That. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kieran, Kieran Culkin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kieran I, the Culkin. No, I was saying we didn't talk about it in the Home Alone episode. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. We, I think we I, did talk about it. Dude, yeah. no, we never did. Because I didn't, I've never found out this information that Kieran Culkin is fuller. Until, like, now? Until, like, now, when I was reading the credits. And I was like, what? Yeah, same here. Wow. Yeah, dude, I mind like I blown. Knew that for a long time. Oh, man, I went to uh, good old Half Price Books the other day, and they had a Home Alone coloring book. <laughs> and the very first page I turned to... It was just a picture of Fuller and it said, Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> and it was like a drawing of him like smiling at the camera. <laughs> Wink. I should have bought it. It was amazing. See, that would have been a better sequel, man. Now I'm, I'm seeing Fuller in all these situations. Fuller would be kind of awesome to watch. Like when he's meeting Donald Trump and... He's inadvert- inadvertently <laughs> changing history as we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of scenes in this movie where they just exist. Just so later on in the movie they can come back to it. It's all callbacks. It is. So this scene happens call when callback call to the beginning of the movie. Uncle Frank is taking a shower, and Kevin goes in to grab something, and he records him taking a shower, and then Frank gets upset and he runs out. So that night there's a pageant, and Kevin has a solo, and while he's ha- this is actually pretty funny. I laughed <laughs> at this part. So Kevin has a solo. And while he's doing his solo, Buzz is behind him, and he's got these two glow sticks Basically that are playing. like fake candles, and he's putting them behind his ears to like light him up, and he's acting like he's playing the drums on Kevin's yeah. head. I, I think this is hysterical. I don't yeah. know why this is so damn funny to me. Um, and he, so does Uncle Frank, apparently. Uncle Frank thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. He's Dude, like, Uncle Frank's a piece of shit. <laughs> Dude, he's honestly, a gigantic piece of shit. Honestly, Kevin's entire family is a piece Dude, of shit. Dude, yeah, they're accumulative because pieces of shit. What follows after this scene is just my, like, I immediately put the stamp, and I'm like, these people suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave him a hard time in that first movie, which I feel like is kind of understandable. Yeah, because he deserves it. He's being a, he's being a, a he's little, little jerk. Oh, yeah, you little jerk. Uh, but in the second movie, or this movie that we're covering for the episode today, uh, like, I feel like they're watching Buzz be a dickhead to his brother. Like, obviously, they provoked Kevin to be a little yeah. turd. But, yeah. They, they feel well, like yeah, because this whole scene, because... Kevin turns around, he pushes Buzz, and everybody falls down. Yeah. And they go it's back like home, effect. and Buzz makes this whole, like, apology. He's like, I'm sorry, Kevin. He's like, <laughs> he's like Kevin, I'm sorry. And he's Dude, like... Want to hear a story? I, I wrote this in my notes because I knew Matt would go into the story. Oh, so, so this happened in, in real life. It's a real life story. Matt, take it away. Okay. I can't exactly remember what you did. It really pissed me off. So you're like the buzz in this situation. Matt's like Kevin, right? Yeah, this is a that's like Chris thinks buzz is so funny because this is idle. <laughs> um, Chris did something to me. He stole something from me, and we had to get the parents involved. Oh wow! And it got I was that like, far. I was like, all right. And my dad had the referee. He's like, he's like, Chris, give it back to him. He gave it back to me, and he's like, 
Chris, now now say sorry. And I said, I was like, fine, I will. It's like Matt, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And Matt loses. And no, it. no. And then dad, my our dad was like, see, he, he said, said sorry. sorry. And I was like, and I lost it. I was like, no, that's like, bullshit. Exactly what happens in this scene. I was like, he didn't say sorry. He said sorry. That's crap. I'm not accepting. He's like, and he's like, Matt. He's like, you need to say sorry back to him. I was like, I'm not saying sorry back to him. It was sorry. the high of my life. Yeah. And everything's wow. been downhill since. It yeah. downhill from there. Jesus. Chris was 25 years old and I was 21 <laughs> when this story took place. Oh, man. I don't know if that part's true, but. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they have this whole scene where Buzz is, like, saying sorry to Kevin. And he's totally winning over the family. And he kind of looks at Kevin kind of like, yeah, they're totally like, buying it. that turd. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Macaulay Calkin gets upset. It's like, this is ridiculous. He's like, <laughs> he, and he just kind of goes off on Buzz, and then he calls Frank a cheapskate. Which, which he is, deserves. Yeah, Dude, totally. Yeah. Uncle Frank's a cheapskate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for And sure. then Kevin gets sent up to the attic once again, and you think it's going to happen again. You're like, are they really going to forget God, yeah. him up in the attic? Um, they end up waking up late because Dad unplugged the alarm clock. And it's the whole chaos ensues again. Like so it makes me one. think about, like, we talked about this in the first one, where does dad's money come from? Oh, but, like, yeah. they're such bumbling idiots. It's like, can they even ha- like hold a job on their own? I don't he's think they're idiots. Like, he's probably, like, a, a, a drug smuggler. He's just, have he's to just be an idiot, idiot, and they just throw him a bunch of money to like, do this job. Like, how do really dumb people make a lot, a lot of money? And it's usually drugs. He's probably <laughs> so... smuggling drugs. That's probably why he's doing it in France. He's probably smuggling drugs to France oh. and then in the first movie, and then he's struggling... Struggling. He's smuggling drugs to, to Miami. To Miami. Oh, Cocaina. He's dude. probably smuggling plums. Coke City. What? Sm- that's weird. Smuggling plums. <laughs> that's hey, fine. Next scene, please. <laughs> yeah, cool. Cool notes. Cool notes. Did you write that down? <laughs> so Save I don't think the they're idiots. Save the podcast. <laughs> they um. I don't think they're idiots. And this one, they come off that way. The first one, I didn't. They see do them come of as uh, dumb dumbs in this movie. Yeah, yeah but do. not in the first one, though. No, no, no. The first no, one it say, just seems like, all right, it kind of happened this way. Especially when they realize when um, Kevin's missing. Yeah. Like, Kevin's Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. You know, Kevin's not here. And it's, like, cartoonish. And, and they look at the camera. Like, Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. Kevin. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's very, this movie actually takes on a heavy cartoon vibe. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, dude, because Daniel Stern turns into a skeleton at some point. Yeah. It's the best part of the entire <laughs> dude, movie. It's the best part of the movie. I geeked. The best. whole ending is like a giant cartoon. I only oh, yeah. give this movie a gigantic positive score just because of that scene. It's so damn Yeah, funny. dude, I like I literally I like, lose lost my, my shit at that scene. You should have heard me chuckling as the bricks kept hitting his head. <laughs> like I was <laughs> losing <laughs> it. <laughs> so they wake up late, they get to the airport, and while they're running to their gate. Kevin's like, Dad, I gotta change my batteries. Oh yeah, and he's—I don't know why he's something like Michael Jackson, but he. <laughs> hey, funny enough, Michael yeah. Jackson visited him on the set. It worked. Oh, did he? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I set you up for that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so Kevin stops in the middle of the airport while his family is running to change batteries for his talk boy. It's so and... he could give his passport in the form of the voice recorder <laughs> at the gate. <laughs> passport <laughs> ticket. <laughs> oh, he sounds like an adult. <laughs> He sounds like he'd have a passport. <laughs> I'm smuggling plums. This <laughs> is <laughs> stupid. I only said it to get Chris, and it worked. Hey, kids, are we're you smuggling d- plums. Are you bringing over any fruit? I'm smuggling plums. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, smuggling plums. I love so this. this talk would come in handy. So Kevin's uh, right here. This is dumb on his end. So he starts running again, and a guy... 
who has the exact same jacket as his dad, runs in front of him. So he thinks he's following his dad, and it's not. And as he gets to the wrong gate, he bumps into the lady taking the tickets, and his ticket gets mixed up somewhere. So she never knows that he's not supposed to be on this flight. She just takes his word for it. Um, and then he <laughs> actually I laughed pretty hard at this. So he gets on the plane and he turns over to a guy and he goes, Hey, so you ever been to Florida before? <laughs> and the guy just starts talking in a different language <laughs> and he goes on forever. And Kevin slowly turns his head and <laughs> <laughs> such like, Oh man, like it's so, he seems so disgusted. Like this whole entire flight. Cause the guy keeps talking dirty Frenchman. And you think he would realize at that point, like, Hey, this guy spoke English to me. Why am I speaking a different language back? Yeah. To him? But Kevin, his reaction's hysterical right here. He actually, the Frenchman does, uh, he says, when Kevin got on the plane, uh, the Frenchman said, what's that? I'm from France. I'm a tourist here. It's my first time coming to America. Do you know a good restaurant? Or maybe your parents know that they're a good place? Why are you responding? Or why aren't you responding? You speak, uh, you speak a bit of French, right? I don't speak English at all. Give me a bit of help, at least. My name's Andre. What's your name? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so there's no wonder why Kevin was just like, I'm gonna listen to music now. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to if my, I was, talk, my talk boy recordings. If I was Kevin, I would just recorded that and just played it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he ends up getting into New York and not Florida because he got on the wrong plane. And he gets into New York and he goes, "My family is in Florida and I'm in New York," just like the first one. Yeah. And then we have this whole montage where they're just kind of like. Where he doesn't um, stay in the airport. Yeah, he could have easily. No. Fix the situation. Got on another pl- uh, another plane to yep. Florida. Yeah, that's it. Or yeah, so like, hey, my parents got on a plane to Florida. I got on the wrong one. And your dump, your dipshit uh, employees or coworkers at in Chicago, they just let me on this plane without taking my ticket. Exactly. Okay. Note this too. He loses his ticket in this pile of tickets. Right when he bumps into this girl, and his ticket falls, and she drops all of her tickets. Yeah. He loses his ticket. Right. Yeah. Blooper, he has it later on in the movie. Oh, he does? Yeah. Uh, Daniel Stern rips it up. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? He has yeah. the right one, too, for Miami. Man, they didn't really think this one through. Yeah, because it's like, it's just a, it's just kind of a blooper scene. Yeah. Like, later on, like, they're just walking out. It's like the first time the sticky bandits get a hold of him. I'm sure when they land. Like, they're like, no Miami for you, and they rip up the ticket. And it was like, no, he lost that. I say, I'm sure when they got on the plane, uh, off the plane in New York, here's your ticket from uh, Miami. Mm. Thank you. Well, and actually, so this, this next scene is not prevalent to talk about, but the only reason I bring it up is the parents meet with the police to talk to him. Yeah. Oh. And Catherine O'Hara does this laugh. And if you go to the scene, she comes across. It's just like John Candy. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, I look. It's it's it like <laughs> yeah, and it's it is like dead on. It's so bizarre because the devil possessed her. Yeah, it's oh, the first, yeah. 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 Call yeah. back to the first Home Alone. The episode devil list. Our Home Alones. Yeah. Now, did we skip the part where uh, Kevin McAllister talks to the girl at the new airport? Oh, uh, who's Ali Sheedy? Yeah. How weird was that? What? Ali Sheedy from Breakfast Club. How did is, I not catch this? Because it, it doesn't it, look like right Ali be- Sheedy. It's right before he realizes that she's like, no, you're in New York. And she has her hair cut. It's blonde. Oh, yeah. weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's just like a real throwaway cameo. Okay. But yeah. that's the uh, the other John Hughes actor that's in this is uh, Roy Wally, who, um, who is in Vacation. Oh, that is him. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Duncan. Uh yeah yeah Duncan All right. so that's a- your a- other two turtle doves <laughs> a- that's your other, uh, your other John Hughes reference yeah nice interesting oh actually there's another John Hughes two. reference 
Um, John Candy from the first movie. <laughs> the devil. He's so, back. This is my favorite note to talk about. So, uh, did you ever see the movie um, Curly Sue? Yeah. With John Belushi and there's like a little girl. I, I, I saw one long time ago. I don't remember. I saw it in theaters. Really. I don't I think, think I've ever once. seen. I think I've seen pieces. John of Hughes it. movie. Okay. She's in this. Okay. And so I looked her up and I was like, what did she do after this? Well, apparently she was on season 16 or not season 16. I, I don't even know if that's true. Season 16. In 2016. Wow, this show's been going on too long. In 2016, she won that year of The Voice. Oh, she was on The Voice. Yeah, she so won wait, it. Who is she in this? She's just in. She's like in a small role. Like, what small role? I don't know. She's just in it somewhere. I just saw her in the credits. She's a small person. She's a, a small role, person in a role. So she's a little girl in this, right? Probably. It's she's around the same girl. time. I think what? Curly Sue's like ninety-one or yeah. ninety, maybe. Okay. But yeah, she's somewhere in it. It's just like very small, uncredited role. She's probably in a Toy Story, right? Yeah. But yeah, know. actually, I think that's right. Actually. Okay. But yeah, and then she won The Voice uh, a couple years ago. That's so weird. Yeah, that's interesting. Good for her. But um. But then we cut to our big surprise. Who's in New York? The bad guys from the first one. Oh, I thought you were going to say the bad guy in real life. Never, never mind. Oh. <laughs> I, get, I get where you're going. Oh, we're getting a little political. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, which I think is just dumb. Well, I, I'm okay with yeah. it. Whatever. What? It smells that, fishy. That's what I just said. That the, the bad guys are... Oh, the bad guys are... I think yeah. meant the they Donald Trump They just so happened to arrive in New York what are the, the same time as their arch enemy. It sounds like McAllister. their tickets got mixed up, too. Oh, I know. no. But, uh... <laughs> what was that? That joke. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we find out that Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci are in New York now. Uh, what are the odds? And then we get... Um, just like the first one, we have a character that Kevin is scared of, but it ends up being his friend later on. This yep. is the pigeon lady. And um, ends up actually saving his life. Yeah, who had, yeah becomes his friend. But it's this, la- this homeless lady who has, like, hundreds of pigeons. And I think he actually, at one point, he sees her and he's like, sick. Or he says <laughs> yeah. something. No, it's, actually, yeah, when he, uh, he does. locks eyes with her, he's like, sick, sick. <laughs> um, Gross. So, man, I don't know. Matt, I have a mat note. I don't know what this means. You have a mat note? Yeah, it's in parentheses, so I made sure I would see it later on. Hey, this movie got me thinking. Movies with alternate settings. Okay. Ghostbusters with terrorists. Ooh. What so the fuck? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> that idea sounds cool. This got me thinking. Movies with alternate settings. So it's the same movie, but different settings. Okay. Like this is New York. Or like Ghostbusters fighting terrorists. Like a plot. The plot is different. Instead of ghosts. Same, same character. Yeah. So... Cool. I'm glad I said that out loud. So, hey, what, speaking of cameos, real quick, that did not say anything about cameos. But yeah, but we were talking about cameos. I saw that Rip Taylor was in this. Do you guys remember I saw Rip that too. Taylor was Who's in Rip this? Taylor? Uh, Wayne's World. Wayne's World too. He's like a god in my country. And then he throws oh, a confetti. Okay. Rip Taylor. Okay. He's like, oh my god, the movie's over. The oh, movie's over. go home. Like, oh, hey, that's oh, Jack. That's what he does yeah. in Jackass. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. it. Go okay. home. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw Rip Taylor in this movie. He probably wasn't throwing confetti. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a pigeon lady. It says Rip Taylor as himself. Yeah. Must be on the TV or like, something. Where the hell was Rip? Unless he was that giant Santa Claus with the stilts. <laughs> that was terrifying. Yeah, he was doing his own stunts. I do like how Kevin's first thing to do when he's in New York City is go to Chinatown and buy fireworks. Dude. Like, that's his Dude, first goal. It's that like, is exactly what my fiance awesome. said. She's like, that's the first thing you do is buy fireworks. And I'm like, he's a little boy. He's got a credit card. Yeah. Why not? Um, so he ends up checking into the plaza. We meet Donald Trump for a brief, brief cameo. They're shooting at his hotel. Is it, yep. It Were you guys? Let me ask you guys a question. Were you guys aware of Donald Trump yeah. when you were kids? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I was not. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw Donald Trump anywhere. I don't think I knew, really was aware of Donald Trump until he did The Apprentice. Me and okay. Hanzo used to read his books. Uh-huh. When we were kids. Yeah. Oh, really? We used to read together. Yeah. yeah. Every, every, every other word. That's <laughs> weird. You guys meant college. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> yep. We helped each other. So he gets to the plaza, meets him, and then the way he checks into the plaza is he gets his talk boy, records his whole talk, and then he calls the hotel to make a reservation. He's like, howdy do. And, <laughs> and he, he pretty much says, like, um, I'm checking with my son, blah, blah, blah. One large bedroom, please. <laughs> Extra pillows. Extra. And a fridge with the key. With the little, with the little candies inside. <laughs> And somehow this works, because then Kevin walks up, and he's like, hey, my dad made a reservation. Dude, it is so easy to make a reservation at the plaza, apparently. Yeah. And yeah. with that five-second phone call, oh, yeah, yeah. you're all good to go. No address I or anything. I feel like needed. if this was me at Kevin's age, I'd probably got off the plane in New York and just started crying. Like, <laughs> ah! Oh, my God. I got lost in a Barnes & Noble once, and I was definitely really sad. Oh, man. Yeah, it is like the end of the world, you yeah. know? Like, I he want is, my mommy! He's taking full liberties of, like... Yeah. Well, oh, he's already on. he's already used to. It. He's survived once. It's my new home. My my family sucks. He survived once. Uh, even survived two criminals that were trying to kill him in the first movie. Yeah. So why not try it in a bigger city? It's Kevin's attempt to get away from his family. Yeah, his horrible family escaping from them. You know what? I after watching this one, I get it. Yeah. You know what's worse than his horrible family? This horrible hotel staff. Oh yeah. At the plaza would say, "Yeah, we'll let you represent how this hotel is ran." Because yeah. I feel like yeah, weird, right? It makes your hotel look bad. Which is bizarre. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, good point. Because, because the we plaza have, is a real place. Yeah, we have Tim. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what you're saying. We have Tim Curry, we have Rob Schneider, Mr. Nosy Pants, and then we have the girl from Adam's Family. Yeah, um, um, I think her. That's all I remember. I can't remember her name. Suck when like your I, acting name, that your acting person. name is that person from Girl from Adam's Family. I know she's in other things, but that's the first she's thing popped in, up. Uh, like, it, it, like how you'd feel if people were like, oh. Like, oh, hey, are you, you're Matt's brother. And like, <laughs> that's who like, you are. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Dan- I've got that Dana before. Ivy. What else has she been in? Dana Ivy. Um, uh, she was definitely in uh, Orange County. Okay. Oh, she she is, was uh, yeah. the trying to get that scholarship or that, ref- or was the recommendation letter is the wife of that guy. Okay. In the movie. Um, the Color Purple. Okay. She was in Ocean's 8. You saw that recently. Okay. Um, I feel like there's something else I've oh, seen Oh, you saw Ocean's 8? Yeah. How was that? Um, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of boring. Yeah. I feel These like... movies are really boring. No, I love the first two. First, are awesome. first, no, the second one sucks. Is it bad? I don't yeah. remember. Third first one, one. Third one's actually God, kind of boring. The second one's like three hours long. Second one is long as hell. I remember going to see that, in and the they theaters. do uh, they do a stupid uh, Julia Roberts uh, bit in that movie. Oh, which like, you look like Julia Roberts. Pretend like so, you're Julia Roberts. Yeah. Oh plays, yeah. The, the whole con is that she's playing Julia Roberts when. Yeah, dude, that movie is totally like elite Hollywood trying to have Bruce fun. Bruce Willis is in it. It's yeah, it's he is. Robert's friend, and then he like helps them, like, crack the case or whatever. It is yeah, but it it's is super, it's like super it's elite stupid. Hollywood. It's like hey, we're gonna be in charge of this yeah. movie, and it's like we know how to have a party. Yeah, Sleepless in Seattle. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. But I don't remember her name. Uh, the Adventures of Huck Finn. I think with Elijah Wood. Okay, she's in a good amount. Yeah, I don't remember any of these. She's but... bigger in the eighties and nineties, then kind of. Okay. Dips out a little bit. Ooh, actually, one person I want to represent. Um, represent. What? Um, the pigeon lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she. Well, actually, she's an Oscar winner. Yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. In my left foot. Yeah, I didn't know that. And she was in. I, I only know her from. Um, so I married an axe murderer. 
She is the girl that keeps trying to make out with the detective throughout the movie at one point. Okay. Um, I can't remember. I just see her trying to kiss. Or no, it, it's Mike Myers' mom. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought, thought, it, was, I thought yeah. it was Mike yeah. Myers' mom. Yeah. And she keeps trying to make out with uh, the, her his buddy, really? right? I think that's <laughs> no, what No, I don't think so. I think so. Is that what happens? So, I haven't seen that movie. That since. movie, I remember being hysterical. I watched it on while. videotape. Was the last time I saw the movie because that's, his buddy in it is the guy from Empire Records. Yeah, um, the store owner Anthony Lapiglia. Yep, the way you turned your head at me, you were like, "That's my best friend." <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> okay, say his name right. He's uh, in. Uh, Annab- <laughs> he's in the Annabelle too. Is he really? Yeah, he's the like one of the main characters. Oh shit, Still he is. He's the, the father of the. Dude, we are blowing. We are blowing Matt tonight. Whoa, we're blowing. <laughs> blowing, blowing Matt's everyone mind tonight. <laughs> Getting getting blown on the podcast. Oh, God. oh my god! This is getting R-rated uh, by all these like cameos that we, didn't know existed. We, we trimmed down on the F word by doing sexual <laughs> expletives. Yeah, hey, you take it either way. So we got this hotel staff who lets the kid check in, but they're kind of suspicious about it. Whatever, I'll go. I'll go along with the yeah. disbelief. And I say so, as long as he's dishing out money left and right, they, let this kid stay yeah. as long as he wants. <laughs> Was that your Adam Sandler? Give this kid a room. Give this kid a room. <laughs> I feel like this is you in the lobby. Just let this kid have a room. Please. Come put on. Him, put him up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Um, so Kevin checks in his I huge. Do not, I do Aiden Cinema Club, so it's a Adam Sandler. I like it. It's like a trigger. You bring up Adam. Anytime Adam Sandler's name gets dropped, like one of us starts doing an impression. Welcome to the pleasure. There we go. <laughs> See? That's all we needed. And uh, so he gets taken into this huge, <laughs> huge room, and he ends up tipping with a piece of gum, which... Zebra gum. It is zebra gum. Uh, fruit stripe gum. Yeah, fruit oh, stripe. Oh, shit. Is it really? Yep. Yep. Yeah. You remember that gum? Yeah, I do. I used to eat the hell out of it, yeah. man. It was either that or um the fruit by the... Fruit, not fruit by the... The tape... The Band-Aid ones. Yeah, the Band-Aid It tape. came in the, the, old, like, the silver... Ouch. Is it called Ouch? Yep. Whoa. Came, wow, Chris. It's yeah. like a pink uh, pink case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am a garbage can. Um, <laughs> how did you... Where did you pull that one out of? I just remember it said Ouch on it. That's all. I didn't even know... Like Back then, I didn't even know how to read. I just yeah. knew how to chew. It's just the Band-Aid tape. <laughs> don't read, just chew. <laughs> That's what to get. Hey, how do you read this? You don't read it, son. You chew it. <laughs> like, Buy it and then chew it. <laughs> Like you know how long? Like it took me into like my like teenage years to figure out that Bubba tape was called Bubba tape. What's Bubba tape? Or like uh, what's it called? Bubble tape. Like, <laughs> you literally tape? just said the same thing. Bubble tape. What's it called? Bubble tape. Bubba <laughs> tape. It's where it's like or bubble or bubble tape where you like it looks like uh, tape. You open it up and then. That's like, the one I was referring to. Yeah, yeah it was like a, it was like in a pink can. He just yeah. called it ouch. No, ouch, ouch was, was the, the one band-aid that was like band aids. Oh, it was in a metal tin Ow. can. Uh. Yeah, I, that's the one I was referring to, the, the pink tape one. I mean, it's just yeah, bubble tape. That's or bubble yeah. tape. Okay. Or bubble yeah, tape. Why are you saying bubble? Bubble, bubble tape. Like, bubble tape. Like, yeah, it's like bubble a guy. It's you, like can a, make, you can make bubble tape. We got like, bubble shrimp. The guy had the guy in front had no teeth, and he was blowing bubbles, and it's like bubble tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys remember that shit? Do you guys remember the cell phone? And I do. Yeah, I It was do. so stupid. It was a cell phone, and it dispensed candy at the bottom, Yeah. and the phone number was 90210. It was an area code. It was 90210. You was... brought up 90210 more than anything I, on this podcast. This is the first time I've heard 90210. <laughs> Don't. We're moving remember, on. We'll get, seen, no, we'll get stuck. We'll get stuck I remember seeing that shit at the store, and I was like, what is this? We're, this li- like we're just reliving the 90s with She's All yeah. That in this movie. Yeah, no shit. Um, so we get this next scene, and this is what makes the movie charming is when Kevin's charming. Because he goes to jump in the pool, and before he does, yeah, he's he stops. Shit. Yeah, he stops, and he looks at one of the, the older ladies there, and he goes, 
do you mind if I practice my cannonballs? <laughs> and she gives like a nod, like, go ahead. And it's it's cute. Yeah. Like, it's a cute scene. I say, if he didn't ask, this would make him irredeemable as a yeah. character. And then he jumps in, he loses his trunks, and he goes, sick. His drawers, yeah. <laughs> sick. <laughs> cool. Nice. Fuck beans. <laughs> and my then he ends up, my nooner's hanging out. <laughs> my nooner. <laughs> He ends up watching Angels with even filthier souls. Yeah, the sequel. To while he eats a bunch of ice cream. Um, Just racking I it give, up, man. I give Chris Columbus uh, props on this, because I always thought this was a real movie. Me too. And I he, too. I he had to look it set, up. I tried to find something. I think he actually set on purpose. He watched like legit mobster movies and recreated really? certain scenes and stuff. Um, so while he's watching this, this is my favorite part of the movie, and it didn't even happen in the movie. So he's watching the movie, and he's eating ice cream. I pause it. And I realized we're only an hour into this movie and it has an hour left. That's crazy. Oh and I looked gosh. over at my fiance and I was like, this movie's two hours long. Yeah. It's... And she looked at me like Jack Nicholson does in anger management. And she gave me that nod and smiled <laughs> at me. And I was like, I was so upset. <laughs> Did I, at this point, who's a pretty girl in that mirror? <laughs> yeah, at this point when I looked at it, cause I did the same thing. It was like an hour left. And I was like, what else does this movie have to I say? I did the same I did yeah. the same thing. I did not re- this movie is apparently thirteen minutes longer than the first movie. That first, first one flies by. The first the, one is yeah. and the first movie does way more with the material in a short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I could see, I just yeah. no, I just realized this is our third John Hughes movie we've done for the podcast. The first one being Weird Science. Weird Science, then Home Alone and this. Yeah. So Maybe we'll do a redeemable one coming up here soon. Cool. So. Put it on the maybe list. Put it in, <laughs> put it in the bucket of <laughs> hundreds of movies we've discussed. Somebody out there has that 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 page that turner, yeah. and they're just like, <sighs> and they're trying to nail it down. Can you check uh, of all the movies that we're going to do? <laughs> Rob, we're counting on you, buddy. If you're out there. <laughs> Rob, if you're out there, man, I hope you're keeping a list. <laughs> So Tim Curry shows up to the hotel room with a bunch of food and he quickly, um, he hears it's So it's so weird. So he brings up food. Kevin runs to the bathroom and he puts together this elaborate shower. I thought, yeah. Okay. Never yeah. Mind. And all of a sudden there's like, it's, it just, it's cause he's a sense. master of puppetry. He is because, and sinking that audio device. He sinks the audio device. He puts the, he blows the clown up, puts him in the shower, turns it on within a matter of like 10 seconds. And he plays the clip from Uncle Frank earlier in the movie, and he's like, "I can't remember." What like, he Look says. at you, little pervert. Yeah, he's yeah. just him singing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I the coolest cat in the town. <laughs> Get out of here, you little pervert. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, so we find out at one point um, through an address book that Uncle Rob lives in New York. It's Cool Whip, right? He's singing the song. I always cool said Whip. Cool Whip. I don't know. Cool, yeah, cool Whip. Cool Whip was a commercial. Oh, <laughs> he's just singing a commercial. Cool Whip. He loves commercials. I, so what came first? Cheapskate. Yeah. Cool, uh, no, no. The Cool Whip was after. Wait, it came after, right? So yeah. they're st- they're probably taken from this. He's probably singing that from an actual song from the Cool Whip song. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so we find out through an address book, an Uncle Rob lives in New York. Is this the same uncle from the first one? That they go to Paris to see? Yes. Funny thing, I asked this question in their first movie. Who'd you ask? Can you guys laughed at me? Because it'd been a while since I'd seen the second one. But I get it Is now. it? Uh, I don't know. You need to find that out. So and you like... had a full year to find <laughs> that out. <laughs> I was done with the movie. <laughs> um, so it cuts this like sweet moment where he's looking outside his window and it's like, good night, mom. And it cuts to her and she's looking out her window in the Florida Fuck hotel. You, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, good night, Kevin. And I'm sitting there going, 
your son's dead. Like, yeah. you're sitting here, like, totally chilling in a hotel York, room. Especially like, New York in the 90s, he is not surviving. Dude, I told my, I was on my fiance about New York. The way I imagine New York is take that scene later on when he's walking at night. Yeah. And he sees all those, like, hookers and, like, all that stuff. And it's like, he's going to read you a bedtime story. Yeah. That whole scene, that's New York for me. That's how I envision New York. It's actually yeah. kind of an awesome place. Well, I like to think that. Dude, okay, speaking Let about me New make York. My joke. Go ahead. Speaking of New York, <laughs> how weird was it to see the World Trade Center in this movie and yeah. how much they used the World Trade Center in this movie? Yeah. He's yeah. actually on it at one point. Yeah, is is really? by himself. That yeah. blew my mind. I did not know how tall that building was yeah. until they showed him on top. So now that I got to see the top of it, I was like, hey, Escape from New York is wrong. What did they do? They, he oh. lands the glider on top oh, of Oh, that's right, yeah. The uh, World Trade Center. And he has to walk down however many... That's my only there. frame of reference of the World Trade Center. Is Escape, Through, from Escape from New York and Home Alone 2. Yep. <laughs> wow. Oh, and The Simpsons. Okay. Oh, and TRL. And t- oh, really? <laughs> in the teaser... Oh, I heard about New York in general. Oh. In the teaser trailer for Spider-Man 1. Oh, yeah. man, that was a dope awesome teaser, teaser trailer. It was badass. Awesome yeah. And then, like... It's never been like released. Nope. Because it, uh, shortly after that preview, they uh, so it was released. They, had, they just took it down. They had yeah. to remove it after the. That was an uh, awesome teaser. Yeah, I man. love that yep. teaser. So um, I don't know if it's later on that day, but Tim Curry ends up apologizing to Kevin, saying, "Hey, look, sorry. Tell your dad I'm sorry." And he's like, "Look, you're probably not going to see my dad for the rest of the trip because he's really embarrassed. Because you're a pervert. Because you're a pervert. I want to I want to speak to your manager." And he's like, "I am the manager." He's like, "Okay, well then, good job." <laughs> and so he goes, look, I got you this limo and a pizza. Um, he runs the credit card and Dude, he finds that, out. Is that movie pizza? That movie pizza looks good. Yeah, yeah. And so he takes off in the uh, limo, and when he does it, he runs the credit card and it says stolen. And what I'm confused is why they marked it stolen. Like, let Kevin spend the money so they can trace him. Yeah. But why would you cancel it? I don't understand Yeah. That. Oh, like, hey, that's a good point. Yeah, why would you? Like, you want to cancel it and be like, yeah, to make sure my kid doesn't have find the paper trail. Like, let him spend yeah. the money so he can't uh, exceed that nine hundred fifty dollar yeah. limit that he hit at the end. But apparently, I guess since it was stolen, it still tells him where it was stolen at. Yeah, which... I mean, they could definitely freeze it and then report it, and then the parents yeah. will know. Or whatever. I just think it's just let him spend it. I just feel like it makes more sense to be like, hey, he's at this. He's buying fireworks here. I guess oh, they're. You know... I guess the, the the statement that they're making is that Kevin is worth nothing. Other than, you know, like, might as well have him spend money because he's worth something, you know? Like, the parents are, like, just, they want their kid back. Yeah. Otherwise, they can't track him, so he's worth nothing. Yeah. So. Like, closed off the credit card. Yeah. Okay. So, the bandits, we find out, which are no longer the wet bands, they're the sticky bandits, and they're playing this huge Toy Story robbery. Dude, I really do love this stuff. With this the scene? Sti- with the sticky bandits. Everything that Daniel Stern does. This scene is like, awesome. The sound effects, like, whoosh. No, no, yeah. no. Like, this scene right here when they're uh, sitting on the ice skating rink. Yeah. And they're talking. He's just grabbing, like, He hats. grabs everything that goes by him. He grabs a scarf, and then it's earmuffs, and then a hat, and yeah. no one's noticing. Yeah. And he just keeps putting the stuff on while Joe Pesci's He does it talking. throughout the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not to, like, this extent where it's just so ridiculous. But, yeah, so the whole plot of this movie is, hey, we're going to rob this toy store because they have all this money. And he meets Duncan, who kind of runs a toy store. Spoiler... He is actually Duncan, but we don't know that at first. And then he goes, yeah. That's great, like, dude. You're really selling like, the audience. This one. <laughs> <laughs> he's really creating the atmosphere of this fantastic uh, original movie Whatever. called Homeland 2. Like, there's somebody driving right now. And they're like, oh, no way. Like, so, we just met this guy. <laughs> I remember this. Oh, really? Spoiler alert. <laughs> that was part of the joke. So anyway, we meet Dr. <laughs> we end up meeting. We find out that it's Dr. Duncan. 
and uh, Doctor Duncan, Doctor Duncan, Doctor Duncan Roo, Doctor Duncan Roo. Nice night, dude. You're on the snack list. Bam. The ninety snack list. So I think this Toy Story is really cool looking, but I will say that man, we have done three '90s movies in a row, and it's been nothing but '90s references. I love it. That wasn't what I was gonna say, but it just trailed off into that. This dude, place, this place, we, is, this place is real. Speaking this of Dunkaroos, though, yeah. uh, in my kangaroo chocolate in my adult life, they don't make Dunkaroos anymore. I think yes, you can do. get them somewhere. You can get them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I um, haven't found them. Uh, jungle gyms. Bubba Roos, you mean? So I, I, as I got older, I made Bubba Roos. <laughs> Bubba Roos. Uh, I made my like my own version of Dunkaroos where I grabbed uh, chocolate Teddy Grahams, chocolate yeah. chip Teddy Grahams, and then just got chocolate icing and just made my own Dunkaroos. Endless Dunkaroo. I say it's the same. You know, if you ever had a Dunkaroo when you were a kid, it never was long enough. Yeah. I did that as an adult, and then, man, it went on forever. I was like, this is great. And then I got real sick. <laughs> and I was like, it's too much, too much cake icing. Oh, I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh. So but there you go. There's your recipe. Here's your recipe, the simple recipe of the cooking week. Cooking with Matt. Cooking with <laughs> Matt. Cooking with the dude. <laughs> so we meet. <laughs> oh, no, your, your, your hoodie's half up. And yeah. Yeah. I did a gun hand to the mic. Yeah. So we meet Dr. D in this. Uh, <laughs> Dr. D. In this huge toy store, which is gorgeous, but it made me think. I was like, you know what? Kids these days want electronics. And it's kind of sad that it, it, today is like, where's the iPads? No, the... I I know what you mean, but I was like walking out. I was like, where the hell's the Mighty Max at? I've been you know? to the store in Chicago once, and it was the best time of my life. Really? Everything F- else since then has been downhill. Downhill from here. <laughs> has anybody seen Mr. Megorium's Fantastic Emporium? No, but I have. they mentioned mm-hmm. I Love You, Man. I swear to God, this is the same exact set from that movie. It could be. No, it's not a set. It's F.A.O. Schwartz. Or the same, or the same, sorry, the same store. Yeah, it's F.A.O. Schwartz. It's a, like amazing toy store. Oh, really? I want to go I want to go there right now. Would you? Did you buy anything there? I don't think so because it was super expensive. Was it really? It's not yeah. about right. It was like Chicago. It was in the heart of Chicago. It was like on Michigan Street or whatever. Oh, so this part was also shot in Chicago. It could have been actually, yeah, because they have mm. this in Chicago. I think it was also in New York as well, though. Okay. So. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> so why don't gonna, so when he talks to D, he, so he sits podcast. there and he goes, um, "We're gonna donate all this money from one day of earnings or whatever to the children's hospital." And he's like, "Oh, I'll donate five hundred bucks or something." Insane. Wow! And then he goes, "You know what? For that, you get a free ornament." And I was like, "Lame." <laughs> like, he didn't say five hundred bucks. He donated twenty bucks. I don't think it was twenty. It was a fifty dollar bill. $50 I knew that was coming soon. It was a $50 bill. <laughs> Come on, uh, we got the money. No, it was a $50 bill, and then the guy looked down. He, he like looked up. He's like, oh, man. He's like, thanks. He looked back down. It was $20. He's like, really? Like, this is great. He went to go grab it. It was 10 And he's like, what the? <laughs> I like to donate $50. $20? What do you want to donate $10 for? <laughs> um, so he gets these two turtle doves, and he goes, you keep one for yourself, and you give one to somebody else who's special. Okay. So he goes outside and he runs into the thieves. And Joe Pesci goes, "Hiya, pal." Ooh, Dude, I legitimately like lost my shit during this scene. Yeah, because then you think you're like, "Oh man, they got him!" And then Kevin just screams for about 13 minutes, <laughs> and then he takes off. And then he buys a necklace of pogs and he throws them onto the ground. <laughs> and that's a bunch of slammers. There's earthquakes. Too many slammers on the ground at the same time. <laughs> Um, he gets to the hotel while they're chasing him, and he ends up getting into the 
I like some, for some reason the hotel staff. Oh yeah, the hotel staff. They're trying to, get to stop him, right? Yeah, because they had the whole stolen card, and they chase him, and he gets up to his room, and he plays the movie again perfectly. And this scene's actually funny because like five people show up into the room, and yeah, goes, but it's a rehash of the first movie again. Totally, but I mean, this is it's still funny because yeah. he's like, well, yeah, the, he's the, like, you were in my room last night, and Tim the, Curry's like, I'm sorry, and he goes, yeah, he's like, you were smooching with my brother. And I actually like, do. Lo- I actually laughed at this. This, this part. is funny because the way Tim Curry is like embarrassed. He's like, "Guys, oh, sir." He's like, "I," and he's like, "Yeah, you've been smooching with everybody." Blah 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 blah. Cliff. He's like, "Huh?" And there's a guy that's with him whose name is Cliff, it's and an, that seems funny. it's an old yeah. guy, old guy, a security guard. I swear it wasn't me. Yeah. Well, how does Kevin get out of this room? By the way, he jumps out the window to his death. <laughs> he pulls up the rock and he takes the, he ties the guy to the. The, the, the shower uh, oh. stream. <laughs> 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 My fucking arm is dislocated. <laughs> so Kevin gets away and he runs outside and he gets caught by the bandits. And at this point, I wrote down question. I don't know what it says, so we're about to find out. Together. <laughs> we're about up, to find up. out together. Come up with a question. <laughs> question: What movie would you play to convince people that it wasn't just you? Oh, that is oh. a good question. Oh, so you can be anything. Say, say it again. Say it again. What movie would you play if you wanted to convince people that it just wasn't you in that area? Like to Angel of the Filthy Souls. That uh, they perfectly be... match it to the scenario and they get fooled. I don't know. I, I feel like this scenario is really dumb because it's like they can't tell the difference between a TV speaker yeah. and like real voices coming from the other room. They do this a couple of times. And they do this earlier on when he's in the shower, when he's taking a shower and it's like, this talk boy sounded like crap when we were kids. There's no way that like Tim Curry walked in and it's Dolby Digital Sound, <laughs> and it's like, oh, there's really a man in there. <laughs> like, I think I might do a, uh, maybe like Billy Madison, and then, like he's like sneaking in the bathroom, and all he hears, he's like, he's like, shampoo is better, he's like, conditioner is better, and they're like, <laughs> but I leave the hair silky and smooth, and then they sit there and they're like, ah, I'm gonna let this kid go. They're yeah. like, he's uh, he's not all there. So that's me, mine. Hanto, what do you got? First thing that goes your head, go. Really tough question. Go, something popped in your head, go. Big Troll Little China. Okay, would you all right, so when someone breaks in your house, it's you in a semi truck being like, hey, hey <laughs> Jack Burn the Pork Chop Express. Driving a semi through this living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> No, it's like no it's him. Dude, no, it's him on his podcast. That's what it sounds like. Oh, I got you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah there I you talk, go. Yes, yeah, his portable uh, on a CB radio podcast. Yeah, it sounds like Hanta oh, doing his hey. podcast in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, this is uh, Jack Eat Burton. the submarine sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, this is Jack Burton, and I'm just sitting here in this. In the, don't. The pork chop express. Don't. Why? Don't taint. Don't taint. Blink to a little China with Adam Sandler. That's, that's you, you can tell him, You can tell him the check is in the mail. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Again. I don't even know whose voice it is anymore. I hate all of this. <laughs> so Kevin gets uh, captured by the bandits, and he ends up getting away because he pitches, pitches, pinches, pinches the pinches of pearl. Pinch, stop. He pinches a girl's butt that's in front of him. Yeah, that was in the movie earlier when Daniel Stern tried to flirt with her. He, uh, I think he accidentally touched her bum uh, when he had the sticky. Right? Oh no, he did try to. Yeah, yeah, oh, and then right. he like tried to talk. He's like, oh. Oh, Mon Marie. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Is, yeah. But, Groundbreaking uh, stuff, guys. Groundbreaking. Uh, I actually, I was telling Mathis on our little break just now, but uh, I owned the second Home Alone on NES. 
uh, used to play it all the time. And I'm pretty sure they animated this pinching the buttocks scene in one of the little cutscenes for the really? NES game. Which well, I thought was a little inappropriate. Ironically enough, well, he ends up getting away because he ends up hiding in the back of a horse carriage and getting away. But um, speaking of the games, uh, Macaulay Culkin was just on a YouTube show called um, That Angry Nerd. It's the Angry Video yeah, Game angry, Nerd. Yeah, Angry Video Game Nerd. Did you guys, yeah, wa- you guys watch it? Mm-hmm. I watched that one, and he also, because he reached out to uh, them and wanted to be on the show. That's cool. And Angry Video Game Nerd's more of like a uh, like a fictional show, but they cover, like... Yeah, he's, he's playing like a, a fake like character. He's playing a fake character, like character yeah. character that reviews these games that were... Almost like beloved or whatever, or popular in the '90s or whatever. And but then... he, he, this one he did all Home Alone games with Macaulay Culkin. It's really fun to watch him play. Yeah. It. And then he did. Uh, they do a movie rental um, show too. The same. Oh, uh, they the do. Same I saw that. I didn't watch it. Yeah. But, and yeah. Uh, Macaulay Culkin picked for they basically they pick one movie. They talk about it with like it's like a like a mini like video podcast. Okay. And Macaulay Culkin picked Big Trouble in Little China. What? Yeah. So I haven't watched it yet. I just saw and it And we just brought up the Big Troll Little China in the little... And then they do a... a, a, a I think it's a... They do a Monday night video game show that they play. Okay. And Macaulay Culkin plays Page Master with them. Whoa. So that one's like... And that, but that one's like a legit, like... they There's... It's not... There's no, like, fictional aspect. Yeah, it's not like it. a scripted show or whatever. Yeah, those know. two aren't scripted shows. But cool. The, the first one nice. was. I'll have to check those out. Yeah. So meanwhile, the family's in Florida, cuts them, and they're watching It's a Wonderful Life in French, and they're like all like confused and upset, like, don't watch it. You don't turn off your TV, man. Did that like, happen? I thought that was the first movie. Yeah, it's this one. And it's this one, too. Whoa. And so I want to say it did happen in the first one, but I want to say... So basically just constantly rehashing jokes. Yeah, it is formula, man. Like, people are just I was gonna, phoning it in. Because I was going to bring up uh, in the uh, escape scene, mm-hmm. when he's hiding in the back of the carriage, it's almost like he's hiding in the uh, the nativity scene. Yeah. In the first movie. Yeah. Where he's escaping from the... Yeah. Pretty much. It's all rehashed. Oh, well, during this, the cops call and they say, hey, look, we found the credit card. Uh, Kevin's in New York. And then we cut to... Because well, his dad goes, man, I hope uh, Kevin knows about Uncle Rob's place. And it cuts to Kevin who's going to Uncle Rob's place. And he can't get in because I guess it's being renovated. Yeah. Uh, so he ends up getting in through some, like, air duct. And it's basically, like, it's a crack house. Like, it's it needs, it's renovated. They, it's a complete mess. So he ends up leaving. And he walks through the scary streets of New York. Um, and this, I, this scene, and then, like, the scene of, like, Bruce... Wayne's parents dying after the theater. <laughs> that's combined. Happening. I say that's happening. The deaths of the Waynes are happening simultaneous. <laughs> I feel like over. all this is, yeah, I feel like this is like New York City. Yeah. And I have nothing against New York. I'm just being a smart ass. Um, but I'm, he ends I'm up, just a kid from the Midwest. What do I know? Are <laughs> 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 gay? What? <laughs> so. Dear Adam Sandler person. You know, was it? <laughs> terrible. <laughs> So he ends up freaking out because he runs into like prostitutes and homeless guys and a cabbie, and he runs to the park and he freaks out and he sees all these pigeons and he starts to feed them, and then he gets freaked out when he sees the pigeon lady, but he gets his foot stuck, and she's like, you think she's gonna attack him, but no, she helps him get his foot out, and he starts to run, but he has like a moment and he goes, oh. We're cool. Let's go to Carnegie Hall where you live. Yeah, let's just casually climb up the side of this wall. Is that where? Is that is that like her place? I suppose. I guess. Yeah, so. that's yeah. where. I, yeah, she's basically made a comment that she's like, "Yeah, I've seen 
uh, Beethoven here, like Beethoven plays. Beethoven She's been there a while. Beethoven! She's like, I've, I've heard Beethoven played here. She's like, I saw Frank Sinatra here. Yeah. So she's been there a while. And they Whoa. have a moment, and it's the exact same as the first one where he's talking to the older guy. Gets a little where, backstory. And then, yeah, and then he teaches her something. She's like, you know what? I didn't think about it that way. I don't really think, <laughs> you know, though, I don't really think she takes any of this to heart. She's like, you're 10. You're, you're 10. 10. You're not from New York. You haven't seen the shit I've seen. <laughs> and then um, she says. Have you ever seen a hobo orgy? <laughs> no. I have. Every I have. night. <laughs> Every night. She makes a comment and says. You play Sega Genesis. <laughs> Did you know that a good deed erases a bad deed? And I said, that's not a thing. Uh, <laughs> what? Wait, what? She says, did you know a oh. good deed erases a bad deed? So if you okay. kill someone, but if you are on, if you do something nice on Christmas night, you Give are, somebody a uh, turtle dove. Yeah. You kill someone, <laughs> you become but if you have a baby, <laughs> it's like that person got canceled out. Yeah. So Kevin, all of a sudden, he remembers the bandits talk about them robbing the, the, the toy store. And it's like the same scene from the first one. We got. So he pulls out this map of like, this is what I have to do. And he sets up all these like traps for him. Is it another like a crudely drawn map again? I think so. I'm pretty sure. That's a very well drawn map. It was just the blueprints to the actual. It's just another like, how did you do this? That's what it should have been. It's just the blueprint. How did you do this all so quickly? You know? Yeah. And, um,. I think that's a joke. Well, he gets to the the wait. What's a joke? Like that he sets all this stuff up in the matter of like. Oh an hour. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's no, supposed to be a joke. That, that ain't the, happening. The first movie, I was like, "This is bullshit." Yeah. And now I'm like, "Okay, I'm I'm an idiot." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we cut to the family and they're at the hotel and they confront everybody and they say, "They're pretty much like, this is your fault, Kevin ran away." Like you confronted him, he He's got like, scared. I canceled um, the card. I'm yeah, awesome. It's me, and this makes the plaza look dumb, and I'm just kind of like. I get it, like, dude, this, this movie... is stupid. This really pissed me the employees. off. Well, no, no, it pissed me off that the parents are sitting there, like, laying into the employees. I would. I would. They're the, they're the dickheads that left their kid back. So. Yeah, this is all on them. This yeah, is this is all on them, and they're like... That's true. This is total, like... Never mind, I changed... I, no, I retract my statement. <laughs> this is what it's like when you have to work in retail and you have to listen to customers just, like, complain about their own stupidity. Or they always say that the customer's always right and that is completely wrong. The yeah. is completely wrong. It's like, I, I feel bad for these employees because they're just like, we just did everything we were supposed to. Like, the kid yeah. ran away. There's a stolen credit card. We're going to cancel it because we know that the people who own the credit card are not going to be happy when they see the charges, which they ultimately aren't happy. Yeah. With. Pretty much. So they go to the, uh, Kevin goes to the toy store and he sees the bandits robbing him. And at this point, I put down, we find out that Harry is Christian and Marv is Jewish. Yes. And fun fact. All right. How did you know that? Because because uh, Harry says, uh, Merry Christmas, and Marv says, uh, or Marv says, Happy Hanukkah. It's Happy Hanukkah, Marv. So, really? just, putting, just putting that clips together. Oh, just I didn't the, know that. Putting the old brains together. <laughs> so Kevin takes a pick of them robbing the place, and then he throws a brick to set the alarms off. He could have easily called the cops here. Yeah, uh, totally. And avoided all the nonsense that's about to happen. Movie over. Yeah. But instead, Daniel Stern runs out the window, jumps on a seesaw that Kevin created. Or no, no, no. What, am I saying this wrong? He throws the brick through the window, crits the alarm. Yeah. Uh, Joe Pesci jumps out of the window. Yeah, Joe Pesci comes the, out first. Lands on the seesaw, realizes what's going on, and says, Marv, no! Instead of walking. Exactly, yeah. They're just stepping off. I would jump out the window, too. Why not? No, instead of just, like, Joe Pesci stepping off the seesaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then... 
Okay, you got something? I feel like this movie would be better, too, is if these... If they had to devise some kind of storyline where... Um, Kevin McAllister had to work together with the Sticky Bandits with something. Dude, stop the New York Mafia. Or something, you know? Like, there's a bigger there's a bigger problem. We gotta work together. We gotta buy all the fireworks in New York. Yeah, I I'll like... show you guys how to get out of, like, whatever trouble Hey, kid, in. you know, you ain't that bad. Yeah. I like you know that I mean? idea Are they, maybe they still I'm go only to, 10 years old. They yeah. still go hey, to prison you be part of my gang? Or... I'm only 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> what do I look like? I'm just a kid. No, seriously, dude. I gotta go to school next week. <laughs> well, you're ours now. Um... So he jumps out, and then this is where we play the game, who gets it worse. Oh, yeah. And we did this in the first one. Easy. Um, I don't think it is. So um, right before we get to this part, um, Kevin gets away, and right when he gets back to Uncle Rob's place, he just misses his mom who was there to try to find him. But before that, Joe Pesci's on the seesaw, and he goes 100 feet into the air and lands on a car. And he hits, when he hits it, it smashes. Dude, he lands on top of this car like the girl in the beginning of Lethal, a lethal Weapon. Weapon. Which came up tonight. Yeah. yeah. The way she lands in that car and it like blows up out, the windows blow out. Yeah. Like, this is it's how It's like Joe they Pesci had the on. explosives inside the windows. To <laughs> time it. So, he lands in the car and he hits it hard. They get back to Uncle Rob's place. And then I'm just going to list what happens to him. So, Daniel Stern gets four bricks thrown into his face. Dude, worse. Um, Already. I'm going to call it right before okay. even the right. game Marv, starts. Marv gets it. Marv Next. gets it the worst. Right. Next, Marv pulls a door handle attached to a string and just keeps pulling it and pulling it. That puts a nail gun into his butt. It's or it's a, a staple. It's a staple. Yeah. Staple into his butt and then his noodle and his nose. His <laughs> noodle. <laughs> and then after that, we change it back up to My noodle. Harry. Who slips on a ladder with Gak all over it. Yeah. It's a toy that he bought at FEO Shorts earlier in the movie. Nice. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Good call. Um, and then five, we have Daniel Stern walks into the house and falls and there's no floor. He falls, what, two stories? And then when he lands, he goes, what a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hysterical. Six, uh, Pesci gets a tool bag above the door. That hurt. Not as bad, though. To get into the house. Yeah. Seven, Daniel Stern slips on good. He slips on good. the, the uh, goo. The slips goo. on goo. Okay. Goo, <laughs> dude, you did it, Hanto. You did it. Welcome I'm part the... of the club now. <laughs> he slips on goo, dances for a while, falls, and then slides into a shelf full of paints. Yeah. Okay. And then we have eight. We have Daniel Stern again. Dies by electrocution. Dies for sure. Funniest scene of the movie by far. Yes. Yes. Um, nine. <laughs> yes. 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 Nine. We got Pesci, whose head gets set on fire. Followed by handstand above a toilet, <laughs> which is so in. stupid. Dude, this so... is great though. Like I don't know why. Olympic, he, he Olympic his, athlete. <laughs> Joe and Pesci. then he puts his head very slowly into the toilet, and then it cuts outside. It's like, <laughs> because it's it, actually is. Well, did you see when he fills up the toilet with kerosene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's yeah. why it blows up. I know that's so great though. Just the way the explosion like blows out the window. Yeah. I just it's, said that. It's awesome. <laughs> did you guys see it? <laughs> in Home Alone 2, did you guys watch it? <laughs> um, 10, Daniel Stern. <clears throat> he pulls a rope attached to a flower bag. Yeah. Um, would have broke his neck, I'm going to venture to say. Yeah. Um, number 11, Joe Pesci. They both find Flower Kevin. bag, concrete Is bag. it concrete bag? It is concrete. 100-pound okay. concrete bag. Okay. It says 100 pounds on it. Does, Does it? it? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Cut okay, to Pesci. Dead. They both find Kevin. And he breaks the ladder and he falls on his face. 
Okay. So now, after this, these are all things that happen to exactly Together. each of them. So 12, uh, they run into Kevin. Kevin goes, you guys give up? You had enough pain? And Daniel Stern goes, never. <laughs> and <laughs> as they go up the steps, they each get a lamppost to the face. But I'm going to give them each bonus points because they avoid the paint cans. Yeah, they do. Because oh, so. those bonus points are really helping out right now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Daniel Stern's already dead by the brick. Yeah. So they get the lamppost. He's the brain dead for the rest of this movie. Yeah. They fall to the ground. Then they get a lamppost to the stomach. Oh, and then they run upstairs where they're both smashed four. by a tool chest. Yeah. Um, be, yep. Very comically, very cartoonish. 13. Um, Kerosene rope. Suck brick, kid. <laughs> and Dana Stern throws a brick at Kevin from the top of the roof as Kevin's already outside. Um, then we got another dual points where as they climb down the rope, it's covered in kerosene. Yeah. And they set it on fire. And then as they fall down, paint cans fall on top of them. So it's very clear who gets the... Yeah. Mar- yeah. Uh, I was trying to get it for the listeners, but Daniel Stern is the Marv one Marv is dead it in the first like he doesn't even make it through the rest of the house. Yeah, after those, after he dies as bricks, soon as the, those bricks hit him. And there's here's even what, here's a, what happened in the movie: Joe Pesci is laying on the car by the toy store, and Daniel Stern's laying outside after getting hit by four bricks in the head. Yeah, yeah. There's so. even been a medical examiner that has stated that he's already dead, or he's brain dead if not already dead by the bricks. In so, the the, so the rest of this movie is just a fever dream. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Like as soon a, as those death. bricks hit, it's like it's, a it's like, like Jacob, a it's like Jacob's letter. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. What was I gonna say? Shh. Like it cuts back at the end, and uh, Joe Pesci's just trying to scoop Marv's brains back into his they, head. It just cuts back. Like, oh my god! Come on, buddy! It Come just, on! It just cuts back to the the house in Chicago when they died in their first movie. <laughs> <laughs> They've been dead this entire. It was time. all a dream. <laughs> so Kevin gets away. He ends up calling the cops, but he slips on a patch of ice, pointing to the bandits, and the bandits end up catching him. Uh, they take him to the park and they pull a gun out. Where they're gonna go fuck this, him up? Do they? Royally, okay, so, because he yeah. has okay, like killed them multiple okay, times. Yeah. So in the first movie, Joe Pesci threatens to eat his fingers. Off. Yeah. Do they ever mention that they're gonna like straight up murder him like they do in this movie? No, this one they're just gonna straight blast him. They're gonna like, we're done, dude. Yeah, yeah. They talk about how they are gonna murder him and like throw his body in the river and all. Kind of Wouldn't you at this point though, where it's like this kid has eluded your capture so much that it's like, you know what? Like we like we just gotta kill this kid. Yeah, we <laughs> like, have to. He's he's yeah. either gonna kill us first or we kill him first. Like yeah. there will not be a third one. There will <laughs> not be a third one of these goddamn movies. <laughs> but the the pigeon lady comes out to save the day, but uh Joe Pesci's gun doesn't work because it's got goo all over Goo! It. And they have goo all over them, so she throws all this pigeon seed all over them. And uh, I put this as 14, Death by Pigeons. Oh, yeah. Um, Birds. And Daniel Stern, Daniel Stern has some great reactions. In yeah, this his movie. reactions He's are having really fun funny. with this movie. Yeah. Um, and Kevin takes off, sets off all these fireworks, and that's when the cops show up. Well, I feel like Joe Pesci at this point, like, he's riding high off of Goodfellas in 91. Oscar, Oscar nominee. Yeah, he's riding high off of My Cousin Vinny. You know, he's a couple years under making, from making Casino. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. What oh, else yeah. is in there in that like patch of like cousin, uh, gone cousin, fishing? My cousin Vinny. I answered that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gone fishing. <laughs> That's gone fishing. Well, I don't think that was part of it. Eight his... heads in a duffel bag. <laughs> That's after. But he's like riding high, and it's like he's got to come back and make Home Alone too because hey, like, I'm sure he still made a nice paycheck. It was still a box office hit. Yeah, but uh, Ken sets off all paycheck these fireworks, 
And that's when the cops end up showing up. And Marv pretty much confesses to everything. Yeah. And he was You like, idiot! He's like, well, we're the sticky bandits. Whatever. So, Duncan ends up reading a note that was attached to the brick that was thrown in the toy store. Um, and it's pretty much like, hey, sorry to do this. You have to save the day. Thanks again for the turtle doves. And he goes, turtle doves. And every time you hear turtle doves the rest of your life, you'll think of this Yes. Movie. <laughs> And um, pretty much, I've never heard like anytime I've ever heard turtle doves pop up, I'm like, I want to turtle doves. And so we cut to the mom looking for Kevin around mm. the street, and she cut, she approaches some cops and gives this whole speech. And then she goes, Oh, I realize where he's at. Can you take me to the Rockefeller Center? In which she happens to be at that very moment, yeah, because there was a throwaway line in the beginning where he's like, Why are we going to Florida? There's no Christmas trees, and that's the whole reason she knows he's at Rockefeller because there's a Christmas tree. And so they get there, and they connect, and then they end up leaving. And then the whole family at this point is just staying in the hotel. Um, we got Fuller's getting excited for Christmas, and he wakes up. He's like, it's Christmas. Come on. And he's like, come on. There's no presents. But there is. There's 700 presents from Dr. D. <laughs> and Buzz ends up giving Kevin the credit, and he's like, hey, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Kevin. Hey, good for Buzz. Yeah. And he gives the, probably the Fuck best line. Fuck you, Buzz. And he <laughs> yeah. pushes him out the window, and then... <laughs> And it's, it's like, like it's, it's like Robocop. Ghost, no, it's, it's like, like Robocop. Ghost story. I was gonna say ghost story, but Robocop works too. It's the same shot. <laughs> oh yeah, that weird that weird shot of the guy falling to his death. Yep. And, yeah, uh, and, go, and ghost he's like story? naked. Yeah. <laughs> it's ghost story. It's, it's yeah. real weird. It's weird. It's like it's, like, <laughs> it's a very weird <laughs> shot. Seen his penis is like flapping <laughs> in the wind. Is he? It's so the, weird. Special, the special effects of that movie are so weird. The special effects are awesome in that movie, but there's like. There's, there's like that a, shot. A, there's that shot, and then there's the uh, the bridge shot with the ghost, like. Yeah, there's like two or three dick shots in that movie. There I, are, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of dick shots in the movie. But he gets scared and he say, falls out the window. I was gonna say Buzz <laughs> is falling out of the building, a la the shadow when the bad guy makes that guy jump off the Empire Been State too Building. Long. Been too oh, long. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember. It's pretty awesome. I just watched that movie a couple years ago. Yeah, and I do not remember. It's basically <laughs> just uh, so he jumps off, pans to Alec Baldwin. Walking on it's the street. It's Tim with, Curry. Yeah. Well, no, not it's not Tim Curry that jumps off. I the thought it's Tim Curry makes no. Jump. There's a part where uh, what's his name, the con, whatever, yeah. the bad guy, is on the statue or the Empire State Building. Sees a sailor who makes fun of Khan, and then he hypnotizes him into jumping off the Empire State Building. He jumps off. Cut to Alec Baldwin on the street with Pen- uh, Penelope Ann Miller, and you see the little dot like, ah! <laughs> and it, it, it hits the building. It's like, oh. Oh no! Yeah. And Elfonso's like, "Hey, what do you want to go do next?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> he, I want to say the shadow uh, does Tim Curry that way. They do. He does jump yeah, off. Yeah, he gets. Like, he, he does. He like falls an illusion or something. Do you off. feel like that movie's cooler in retrospect than when you actually sit down to watch it? I haven't seen it in a long time. Okay. Do you think it's a good movie? Or you think it's I, cool? I remember it liking as a kid. But I'm okay. sure. I'm sure. It's I was the dog same way. Now. I watched it and I was like, I remember like aspects of the movie. I was like, man, he has like twin forty five. Yeah, he has the guns. It's like only the shadow knows. And it's like real dark and mysterious. And then I watched the movie. I was like, this movie's really bad. Like just boring and yeah. not exciting. There's that, that that goofball part where Ian McKellen's chasing that ball bomb, the atomic bomb. Yes. Like, through the, yeah. yeah. It's like a slapstick comedy. It's real. It's just not very. It's not. Is very that a movie. podcast episode? I, I think the Phantom is. Rob, write it down. 
Or actually, I'll even I'll throw another one on. It ends like uh, Buzz falls like Sean Bean at the end of Goldeneye. Ooh. And he's just laying there on the bottom of the streets. <laughs> on top of the Christmas tree. Like, as, the, <laughs> as that satellite dish in New York is falling down on him. He's like, <laughs> uh, No, but Buzz has the best line in the movie because he gives like all this credit to Kevin. He's like, all right, come on, guys. Enough of this gooey shit. Show of emotions. Dude, you say oh. that so much. Do I? Yeah, I no, think. I don't. When I heard this in the movie, I was like, this is why Chris say, says this. Was he Buzz about this. to say shit or? Yeah, yeah that's okay. all. Yeah. You say this all the time. You've said, you said it on the I've podcast said it once, a couple of times. All the time, dude. Like, so Kevin every leaves, day of my life. Kevin leaves the room because he's going, he just leaves. And he goes, I'm going to go find this homeless lady in the park. And his dad's like, go on, do what you do, man. You do you. And so he goes out to the park and he gives the pigeon lady a turtle dove and they hug. And it's a really sweet moment. And then Buzz, at the same time, gets the room service bill. And I don't know what's up with his family, but his tip that Buzz gives um, Rob Schneider is a chewed piece of gum, whatever. Yeah. And he reads this huge porn bill, (laughs) and he gives it to his dad. And he's like, all you hear is like the echo throughout the streets of New York. Kevin, you spent $967 on room service. And then Kevin does it like, Yikes. And, and then, then runs off into the sunset, away from the hotel, and back into the to be lost, to be lost again. <laughs> yeah, lost in. And this is the last time we ever see Kevin McAllister. This is true. What do you guys think? And um, we're it's for the best. I think. This, oh, I do want to bring up the Google commercial that was recently okay. filmed because oh, I back. watched this this morning. It's hysterical. It's I mean, awesome. It's, it's okay. really charming. It's good. So for the last like two or three years, I've watched Home Alone one and two back to back. Yeah, because I enjoy them very thoroughly. But for some reason, as this podcast goes, it wasn't until our recording of this where I realized Home Alone 2 is actually a bad movie. Home Alone 2 is a bad movie. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, I think I always... I'll, I'll still continue to watch it just for nostalgic uh, purposes. Yeah. Uh, I do love like Daniel Stern's scenes and stuff. I think there's some like funny parts in it. But like, it is wild how much that this is a rehash of the first movie yeah it's it's it, it feels cheap like i'm like i'm yeah. not stupid yeah. i've seen this movie before. yeah i feel like uh i haven't seen this movie since videotape back in the 90s holy crap yeah same yeah. here i didn't watch it since i say i also rewatched home alone in preparation for this i was gonna say podcast. but there's a definite reason why i have not touched this movie i don't even think i liked it when i was a kid i, I, loved, I definitely kid. loved yeah. it as a kid now there's funny parts in this movie and i was laughing at a couple uh, like yeah. a lot of them but like, it is just a total rehash. Like, it doesn't capture a, the Christmas spirit like the first one does. No, it's a total jerk off money cash in yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and honestly, everybody involved in it mm-hmm. knows it was too. Like everybody. Yeah. I mean, the Why fact not? that Chris You're... Columbus would come out and say that, I'm sure John Hughes would say yeah, that. Yeah, John Hughes, I, or not John Hughes, uh, Chris Columbus definitely said in that same article that he does think that there are a lot more funny parts in this movie. But he admits that it is a rehash of the first. It's movie. a total rehash, man. If you're if you're looking for a better Christmas movie this year, check out our horror pick on Dark House, Black Christmas. I mean, they're coming yeah. out on the same day. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if you had to pick a <laughs> movie to Merry watch, Merry Christmas! They're coming out today. <laughs> if you had to pick a movie to watch, Black Christmas is a oh man, I the mean, true meaning of Christmas. I didn't, I didn't bring it up, but I watched Black Christmas. Uh, like multiple times in preparation for these episodes. I'll tell you yeah. what movie we're covering next year. Uh, either for this or Dark House, we got to cover Scrooge. Yeah, I'd be down. I, I just like, watched it a few weeks ago. All right, but I feel I like, like that, that one is like, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. it held up so. It's well. a great. That is a, a very re- underrated Christmas movie. Yeah, it's pretty excellent. Yeah, yeah. But that's gonna end Cinema Cult for 2018. 
Oh, um, yeah. I think we got either... We'll probably get uh, Squeeze Spawn in early in uh, January, probably. Yeah, right after. We, I think we... But we'll do we'll do our best of list at the end of for January. For Dark House and Cinema. Yeah. And then we'll probably... Yeah, we'll probably do Spawn. So there's probably about the three episodes we'll do in January. Yeah. Um, and then we'll probably have some... I, I, I'm going to put money on Guys. the fact that we're going to watch... We're going to review Glass. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For okay. our, our M. Night Shyamalan kick that Guys, we always Guys, my picks after Matt. What do you got? I don't know. Hanto will do this, man. It'll be two hours before something, the podcast. Something I watched before. Our, and then we're watching Red Sonia. Something I watched yeah. as a kid and really liked. And then he's watched it in 15 years. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. It looks like we're covering The Shadow next week. Oh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I, actually, so, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I want to do it. I wouldn't mind that. But yeah, uh, we got some great things coming up. Uh, I know we've talked about Time Cop. I know we've talked about Highlander. We've talked about Men in Black. Matt says, "What Matt, what, Matt, you got something to say? No, I'm saying, like, don't throw out a bunch of, like, false promises. That aren't going to happen. Yeah. That may not these, happen. These are the things we're talking about. I'm just getting, I'm stewing <laughs> oh, the kettle. I have an episode we're going to release uh, here soon because mm. it's wintertime right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have an episode that we did a, a long time ago for Dark House. Uh, we did uh, The Thing. We oh, never, yeah. We never yeah. released it. We, we, uh, we wanted to hold it on one. to it. Yeah, it is a good episode. We didn't want to release it in the summer. Uh, so we decided to hold on to it. We probably had. An we want the weathering conditions to be just right. We'll yep. release that in the new year. Yeah, that'll come yes. out for sure. So that'd be a nice little uh, bonus episode. Or before the new year. I don't know. Um, and then I really wanted to do a March, where we do all martial arts, and we call it martial arts. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll throw Time Cop in that bad boy. Dude, what are you what? doing, I'm trying man? to get people psyched, <laughs> we just, man. We already talked about people I'm actually, I'm actually totally on board with martial I mean, arts. I am too, but he's just like, he's like he's covering, and he's then, covering six months of a podcast. You want, you, want, you want the three movies we're doing? I'll tell you right now. I'm just uh, uh, top my head. All right, we got number one, Rumble in the Bronx. Dude, number that movie, two, that movie rules. Two, it's... Time Cop. Three, Under Siege. Those are the three that pop. Under my Siege head. sucks. Dude. I never saw it. I never That's saw Under Siege. That's your martial arts. <laughs> the fact that you went along with my joke and you were like no, martial arts. I know, arts? but those are the three. <laughs> Not martial arts. Those are martial arts. Those are martial arts. arts. I'll give you Rumble in the Bronx, but you picked like Time Cop's two... awesome. That's Time Cop not a martial awesome. arts movie. Yes, it he is. is. Really. He does the splits in a kitchen. He does it yeah. once in the movie. There you go, Whatever. Dude. So those are some of the Blood teasers. Blood sports for martial I ate ketchup arts. with macaroni news last night. Does make it Italian food. I'll think of some martial arts I didn't hear you. Hold on, Matt. Matt no, no, you already said it. No, Matt. Nope. Matt said he had macaroni. Go ahead. No, I already said it. I'm not going to re-say it. Anyway. I'm listening. Dude, we got to just end the podcast. We have so much coming out <laughs> next year. end it. We had a great do, year. Do, thank you. Do, if you've been listening do, since do, the beginning, do, do, if you just started, either way, thank you so much for listening. Rewind we, the episode because you missed all the other stuff. Yeah, go back. But no, thank you so much. We love doing this. Um, thank you for being a listener. Please rate and review us on any social media platforms. Any requests, please send them in. We'll do them in a heartbeat. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> After so, our ten pick, other movies we pick have in a row, good movies. If you're gonna, if you're gonna request, pick good movies. Pick good movies. So we had a great 2018. We hope you did too. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Chris. I'm Matt, and I'm Honto. We'll see you next year. And happy New Year. Happy New Year. I was already singing it before. What yeah, you were. song was that? It's like what they play when everyone's like kissing in the streets. I didn't either. York. One of you had like the same like. It's, uh, mine was like a Mario Brothers. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, there you go. Cool.